are you ready to die? That might be a morbid question to think about, but it's a question that people in Christianity have been thinking about for centuries. The early monastics like St. Benedict thought about this question often. There's a Latin phrase, tempus fugit memento mori, time is fleeting, remember death. That was the call for the monk to live every day as if it was his last, to have that idea always before him. This question, are you ready to die? There was a question that was posed to our confirmation students last week. We used the Matthew Kelly program, and at the end of each of the little videos, there's some questions. That was one of the questions that they had. So they, too, thought about that question. For me, that question really came alive last summer. It was something that occupied my mind for a few weeks after a tragic event. I was stationed in Shano uh, as a deacon, and so I was going from Shano to Green Bay, and during my commute there on Highway 29, we entered into a little construction zone, and on the other side of the highway, I saw an accident happen in which the one car, you know, tried to go out in front of the other car, crossing the intersection, crossing the highway, and the one car didn't make it. And it goes into the ditch. And if it had just a little more momentum, the next thing in its path would have been my car. In that moment, my life really flashed before me as I thought about what could have happened in that moment. After my meeting in Green Bay that night, I pulled up on my phone the traffic report for Highway 29, and the highway was still closed. They were doing a reconstruction of the accident because there happened to have been a fatality. As I thought about that woman who died that day, and I followed the paper and I looked for her obituary a few days later, given that I had witnessed the accident. And so... I asked myself over and over again if this woman was ready to die because she probably began her day like any other, maybe with a cup of coffee, reading the newspaper, going to work. And then as she was driving wherever she was going that day and crossing that highway, the idea of death probably hadn't faced her at all that day. I think this question is one that's found in our first reading today from the book of Kings in which Elijah goes to this town of Zarephath and he finds a widow. And he asks the widow, bring me a cup of water. And so as she starts to go to get that cup of water, he then says again, well, and can you bring me something to eat? So this woman says, well, sir, I was getting these sticks because I was going to go home and prepare a meal, and then my son and I were going to die. Now, this was a widow. She was a person who had already experienced the death of a loved one in her life, of her husband. And now she's aware of her own mortality, that she too was going to die, that she was going to meet the God of Israel that she believed in. She was ready to die. As we think about that question posed at the very beginning, I think there's two ways that we can look at it. The first is very practical. Is everything in order? Do we have a will and testament? Have we done our estate planning? 
Do we have funeral arrangements already pre-planned, both with the funeral home and the church? Practically, we can answer that question. But I also think since we're in a church, there's the spiritual, the spiritual reality that we can consider. Whether or not we're ready this day, if God was to call us home, would we be ready to give an account for our life? Would we be at peace with that idea of meeting our God this day? There was a, a person I was speaking to earlier in the week, and I was kind of sharing my humbly idea with him. And he started to relate to me about how a few months ago he went and visited a friend who was in hospice, just put into the hospice program, probably had two or three months to live. And so he posed that question to the person, are you ready to go home to be with God? And the person said, no, I'm not. You see, I've lived a life that's been far from God. I haven't lived a life according to God's precepts and his commandments. I haven't loved God as much as I ought. I'm not ready. That person then shared with me, he went back two months later as the last days were drawing near for this man. And he asked him again, are you ready to go home to be with God? And this time he said, yes, I am. I found peace with God. I've been reconciled. I've begun to pray more. I've drawn closer to God in these days than I had all the rest of the days combined. He was able to answer yes to that question. In our own lives, what's our relationship with God right now? Is there something that's an obstacle to this relationship, something that we really can't get around, something that's preventing us from being in a, a loving relationship with the Lord to be at peace in our own hearts with this very idea. If there is something that's causing us unrest, the church offers many antidotes to fix that. Of course, the first would be the sacrament of penance, the sacrament of reconciliation, of confession, that our young people who are here tonight are preparing to receive in just a few weeks. That idea of being reconciled with God and experience, experiencing God's mercy and forgiveness. Secondly, it's doing what you're doing right now, coming to church and praying here and receiving the Lord in Holy Communion, preparing your heart and your soul for that life with God one day. And lastly, to pray each and every day. That's another way that we can continue to grow closer to the Lord and be able to be ready for that moment whenever it comes in our life that God calls us home. The second spiritual consideration we could give to this question would be our relationships with other people. Sometimes in families there's little rifts that happen, and maybe some families are not talking to other members of the family. Maybe it's gone on for days or weeks or months or even years. So are we reconciled with our friends and with our family? If we're not, maybe tonight, maybe this weekend is that time to reach out towards reconciliation, to reconcile with them, and to be able to share a meal together around the table once again. The story of the widow that we heard about in the first reading, the widow of Zarephath, doesn't end with her death. In fact, she continues to live for another year. Elijah told her that the jar would not go empty, the jug would not run dry. And truly, that was true in her life. 
I'd like to think that that's an image of God's inexhaustible mercy for each and every one of us. That no matter what we've done, that we can go to the Lord and experience his forgiveness. No matter what's going on in our relationships, that they can be reconciled. That's the unending font of the Lord's mercy. During the month of November, the church honors and prays for the dead. We did it last week on November 2nd on All Souls Day, in which we prayed for those who had passed from our parish in the past year, those of our own family and of our own friends, maybe this past year or in years previous, to really pray for them and to remember them at this time. The death of someone on, on Highway 29 or the death of one of our friends or our family, perhaps to cancer, too young. These are occasions for us to consider our own mortality, of whether or not we're ready to be with the Lord. I think we can look to the widows we heard about today, in our first reading and in our gospel, of ways of how to live our life. They both were generous people. If we become generous towards others, God's generosity will be extended towards us. And on that day when he calls us home, we'll be able to give that account for our life and be able to say to the Lord, here I am.